0: Well, hey, good morning, Central Christian Church. We are ready to celebrate some good times. My name is Tiffany, and it is an honor to share with you this morning. Huge thanks to Tim and elders and our team for allowing me this privilege. Well, hey, I am so excited about some cool opportunities that we have here at Central. We are starting and allowing for you an opportunity to share with your neighbor a block party. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, what is a block party, Tiffany, we're talking about? Well, I can't wait to tell you what it is. There's three simple steps, because here at Central, we love our community, we love our neighbors, and we want to provide you with an opportunity to throw your very own block party. So, here's our challenge. Here are the three steps. First of all, you want to go and pick up. Our invites. We have pre-made invites for you, easy to create your own if you want. Or you can shoot your friends a text message with the block party logo. It can, we have the digital images available to you. But keep it easy, whatever works for you to host your very own party. Number two, then come check out a party pack from me. You can reserve whatever games that you wanna borrow from the church and for a specific date and time. Three, you can invite, invite, use these invites, use our materials to promote your block party. Invite coworkers, neighbors, people from church, you know, whoever God specifically leads you to invite. Maybe it's two or three people you're supposed to intentionally connect with. host a party at a park or in your apartment complex. You know, we will even provide this tube stakes. That's hot dogs for those of you who may not be sure of what tube stakes are. And those of you online, throw a Zoom party or a watch party, host a live FB group. We would love to help you get connected to people. And we have all the details and information on the patio for those of you in person. For the rest of you, feel free to shoot me an email at tperkins at uh, central sj.org. Well, hey, this fall, we wanna help connect the unconnected. And that's our why for this opportunity to have a block party. You know, to be a community of people that point to the love of Jesus, the hope of the world. And here's our why. You know, according to a Kaiser Family Foundation health tracking poll, four in 10 adults in the US have reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder. That's up from one in 10 adults who reported these symptoms from January, 2019. In July, 2020, Also found that many adults are reporting specific negative impacts on their mental health and well-being such as difficulty sleeping 36% or eating 32% increases in alcohol consumption or substance use is up 12% and worsening chronic conditions are 12% as well all due to the worry and stress over the coronavirus And as the pandemic wears on, ongoing and necessary public health measures expose many people to experiencing situations linked to poor mental health outcomes, such as isolation and job loss. We need the Lord and each other online and in person now more than ever. And when I read these statistics, I'm reminded that we have an opportunity. We can help each other and our neighbors. So join me as we pray over the word that God has for us today. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for how you're at work. God, you see those that are hurting and those that are struggling, Lord. God, for every single person that's joining us online today, Lord, I pray that they have a radical encounter with you, the real God, the God that sees them where they're at, that sees their needs, Jesus. God, we thank you for being the God of hope and love, and we ask that you would just fill us with your presence, God, that your word would speak to us in your precious name we pray, amen. So today, I want to talk to you about groups. Why groups? You know, everyone in this room is in a group, whether you acknowledge it or not. Your family, your spouse, your friends, your coworkers, you are a part of a group. God built us for community. He wired us to be in relationship with others. I think COVID even highlighted our need for others. You know, and our hope here at Central is that in groups, you can find value and trusted communities of people that support you as you walk with Jesus. Everyone should be known and is needed, that we as believers would continue to know God, to grow in freedom, to show our purpose, and change the world. So our first point for today, to help us understand the question, why groups, is an acronym for group. G, grow. Have you ever looked at one of your children and thought, I'm so glad that they grew out of that stage? Or maybe you've been the child that, you know, your parents were hoping you grew out of that stage pretty quick. Well, with Drake, we quickly realized we needed a different disciplinary solution for him than we did for Cannon. You know, Drake struggled to communicate or talk through his emotions. It was a real parenting challenge for us to get him to calm down when he was upset. You know, the toddler years were brutal. We started naming these moments with Drake as him hulking out. So imagine this sweet little guy getting all upset, you know, getting in trouble too for maybe doing something kid-like. And, and he'd go off. He'd get so angry. He'd puff out his chest. He'd start clenching his fist. And he would start breathing heavy. And he'd turn into this little green gremlin. And we all wanted to run away from him. Me the most. But um, I remember one time that Tim had gotten onto him for something. And Drake just started hulking out. You know, Tim, he was at the time, you know, Drake was probably three and a half. He was just a little peanut. Um, and he fisted his little hands and he charged Tim all in his, his Hulk mode. He lost all control. He was screaming and crying and punching dad. And Tim being the amazing dad that he was calmly kept saying, Drake, take a deep breath, calm down. And in my mind, as I'm observing this moment, first of all, I'm thinking, well, welcome to my world, honey. And then two, I'm thinking, this kid is crazy. Does he think he's gonna win this match? You think that you are gonna out-wrestle your dad, honey? No, it's not gonna happen. He comes, you could, Drake, you come up to dad's knee. He could probably palm his entire body. But Drake somehow, in his fit of rage, thought that he could take on his dad. Of course, Tim then picked up his son, walked him back to his room, calmly navigated that parent situation and calmed Drake down. Needless to say, I am so glad that our little buddy has grown through that stage. You know, I asked a few central moms of some stages, they were really glad their kids have, have, have grown out of, have grown out of. You know a lot of people said you know crawling right they were so over the crawling stage and crawling in public a lot of moms say nursing they are so glad when they have to quit nursing or using the pacifier and of course the infamous why stage right there are so many stages when kids are little and as kids grow to be teenagers and even adults right the developmental stages are very very real and i know You know that these stages can entail a lot and weigh heavy on us as we navigate people in their different stages right you know and i i wonder if god is looking at us sometimes in the same way like you know what i know that they can grow out of that stage you know god god wants the best for us so he's probably thinking oh if they would continue to just to grow through that you know, just like it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, 13, 11, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. You know, we, we had a friend that used to always say, if you're not growing, you're going. So where are you going? How are you growing? Are you growing in freedom from addictions, freedom from gossip, freedom from poor choices, freedom from selfishness, or freedom from bitterness, anger, criticism? 1 Peter 2, 2 through 3 says this, Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good what an incredible word picture grow up in your salvation you know we're all meant to grow and maybe this morning your question is how do i grow and then choosing to do so you know we say here all the time that we are imperfect people in progress you know there are different seasons of growth growth there are influences that prevent us from focusing on our growth too but today what ways are you establishing to allow for your personal development to take place? Are you equipped with tools in your tool belt to help you live your best life, whether it be accountability, counseling, a life coach, a small group? Colossians 1, 9 through 12 from the message says this, and I thought it was so powerful for this morning. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you. Asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will. And so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you will live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. I love that that phrase, the glory strength that God gives so that we can embrace all the bright and beautiful that he has for us. You know, maybe some of you in this room and watching online today are in the same cycle of growth. Today, I challenge you, evaluate what that is and why and ask God to help you grow. To continue in in our acronym of groups, our second point for today is R for relationship. So there's this 75-year-old study, Harvard study, that found the number one secret to leading a fulfilling life, and I quote, the clearest message that we get from this study, is this, that good relationships keep us happier and healthier, period. The study demonstrates that having someone to rely on helps your nervous system relax, helps your brain stay healthier for longer, and reduces both emotional as well as physical pain. The data is also very clear that those who feel lonely are more likely to see their physical health decline earlier and die younger. The study, and I quote, says, it's not just the number of friends you have, And it's not whether or not you're in a committed relationship, it's the quality of your close relationships that matter. Quality and intentionality in your relationships. You know, we see that in scripture too, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. When we look to the model of relationships, Jesus teaches us a lot. I know it was unpacking a lot of things and what, what he has done in scripture to teach us how we can be in healthy relationships. And this line stood out from one of the commentaries I read. It said this, Jesus knew how to win the trust and confidence and love from his disciples because he chose men who were committed to the goals of the heavenly father. If you really wanna have close relationships, base them around mutual goals of giving God glory through the planting and growing of his church in all respects. Real friendships go beyond human values. You know, Jesus even taught the Pharisees that they had forgotten the greatest commandment. It involved relationships. You know, one day a teacher of the law asked Jesus, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Mark 12, 28 through 31. Remember that it is impossible to properly love others or ourselves unless we first love the Lord with unreserved affection and commitment. And that leads me to our third point for today, ownership. And there are two ways that I'd like for us to explore our levels of ownership today. Number one, our ownership in our relationship with Jesus and our ownership of our relationship with others. You know, Tim would love to go visit each and every one of you that are watching online and come into your house and make sure you're reading your Bible and praying every day. He would love to do that. And I nominate him to do that. But he can't, nobody can, right? And ultimately, at the end of the day, your faith is your responsibility. Luke 9, 23 through 24 says this in the Living Bible. It's so compelling. Then he said to all, anyone who wants to follow me must put aside his or her own desires and conveniences and carry his cross with him every day and keep close to me. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it but whoever insists on keeping his life will lose it. Ownership of our faith journey is essential. Hebrews eleven six 6 goes on to say this, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. God wants to reward you with a deep relationship in his presence. As the Bible says, in his presence there is fullness of joy. He makes known the path of life. Psalm 16:11. He will go with us and give us rest. Exodus 33:14. He will never leave us or forsake us. Hebrews 13:5. We can bear fruit and abide in him. John 15:5. In his presence, he gives us courage and strength, Joshua 1, 9. Abundant goodness and refuge, Psalms 31, 19 through 20. Refreshing and restoring, Acts 3, 20 through 21. Healing, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. A helper, a ho- the Holy Spirit in John 14, 16. Life and life to the fullest in John ten ten. And then, of course, in Psalms 23, he says, I'll have no, I'll, I'll have no, he tells us that we'll have no need for anything because he restores my soul. He comforts me. I'll fear no evil because my cup overflows in his presence. This sounds to me like the making of the best superhero moment ever. And that is what happens and how we are rewarded when we seek the presence of God. Who wouldn't want those things, right? I need more of every single one of those attributes so I can live a better life. And we have the privilege to share this with others. Your relational intentionality is completely your responsible, responsibility. We have to own our influences on the relationships in our life too. You know, and what if I told you today, you can have deep, meaningful relationships. You can leave a legacy that your children and our children would be proud to carry. We'd all want that. Well, we have to do the work. We're called to do hard things. We have to take ownership in our faith walk with Jesus and ownership in how we treat others. Romans twelve ten says this. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Luke six thirty-one says this, and as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Ephesians 4.32 says this, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. My hope for myself and for each of you today is that we take ownership of our relationships. From my spouse, to the kiddos, to my friends, my parents, my sibling, neighbors, that, that my treatment would reflect my love for Jesus in every interaction that I have with the people in my life. So when we talk about groups, the U stands for unique. So what comes to your mind when you hear the word unique? Barbie girl, the Barbie Barbie's official birthday is March 9th, 1959. That was the day she was unveiled to a toy industry during uh, the New York tour fair. Her official name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Barbie has over 200 inspirational careers, including inspirational, uh, inspirational careers, including astronaut, pilot, firefighter, journalist, and entrepreneur to name a few. Barbie is the most popular fashion doll ever produced and the number one fashion doll property in the United States. She's also the most diverse doll on the market. A Barbie dream house is sold every two minutes and was first introduced in 1962. More than 100 dolls are sold every minute with a total of 58 million sold annually. Barbie is sold in 150 countries worldwide. And check this out. It takes a professional staff of top fashion designers, makeup artists, and the most elite doll makers, more than hundred people in all to create one Barbie doll and her fashions. Just as it takes over hundred professionals to make one Barbie, it takes all of us to be the body of believers contributing members of the thriving relational church that God has called us to be. You know, the greatest description of a healthy functioning group is found in scripture. It's where we get the reference to be known as the body of believers. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. I'm gonna use my little Barbie friend to help cement this analogy for us. For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many, Are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say to the hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less important. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do, not, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? Oh, poor headless Barbie. But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but yet one body. No one wants to play with a broken Barbie. And when the, the body is, is, is broken, everyone suffers. When you choose to hold back from your contribution to the body, you die. Your spiritual walk is impacted. You know, I, I loved this version of the message for verses 25 through 26 in the same passage in 1 Corinthians. It says this, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on other parts. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. If we don't live in full expression of our unique gifts of the body, and we are cut off, the church is robbed of a blessing because you didn't contribute your God given gifts to the community that God has placed you in. You know, that's another reason we do groups here at Central you bless someone else by entering into a relationship the church is a beautiful reflection of humankind unique in that we come together in unity and appreciation of one another as gifts of god old and young new believer and seasoned saint our skin color our economic class our unity is in our desire to be people of god We are fully functioning in the house when we work together. And that includes our online church, right? We don't want to be broken Barbies. We want to live in fullness of what God has called us to be and to do. Lastly, our purpose. Today, I want to invite you to live on purpose and with purpose. Encourage each of us to choose to grow, to have meaningful relationships, to take ownership of our faith walk to appreciate the unique characteristics of each other and to live with purpose. So a purposeful next step for today is to join a group. Join a group here at Central. We have some incredible group leaders. Those of you watching online, and if you're a group leader online, make sure you blow it up in the chat. Let's give it up for our group leaders and those of you tuning in online. There are so many amazing groups and we have so many incredible Zoom groups for you to be a part of. Maybe right now, the Lord is impressing something on your heart, tugging on your heart to lead a group. You know, I've been praying that God would use this reminder to ask people to step up and to step out. You know, as my friend Troy Hartman said a while back, to use your story for his glory. Maybe you have some coworkers, friends and neighbors that you're supposed to influence and love for the kingdom of God. Host a block party. You felt a tug on your heart to get together with some friends at a park. Maybe that's you right now. You can also join a surf team here at Central. It's another great way for you to get connected is to serve. According to a Healthline medical journal online, there are six ways friendship is good for your health. Less loneliness and social isolation, reduced stress, emotional support, personal development, Support through challenges and a sense of belonging. Lastly, I want to leave you with this verse because my hope is that you find, find your support group, right? That you grow, that you have good relationships with the Lord, and that transfers to other people. That you um, God, that you are unique in who God's created you to be and how he's brought you here. And lastly, that you live with that purpose. So I'm going to leave you with this verse from Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. The message, it says this. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on especially as we see the big day approaching. Let's pray. God, I I thank you for your word. I thank you that you long to have a relationship with us. I thank you, uh, God, that right now, whoever is watching online, that their heart would be compelled to go deeper in the relationship with you. And as a result of that, God, that they would encourage somebody else. Help us be people of love, carriers of hope, Jesus. Thank you for how you're at work. In your precious name we pray, amen.